0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to Pain to Purpose, the podcast where I share my real life experiences in turning my pain into purpose to inspire others in working through mental illness, trauma, and just real life events. I'm your host, Alyssa Weiss, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about men's mental health. Hi, guys. This is Alyssa from the future, but you wouldn't have known that unless I told you. However, I um I recorded this episode earlier today and I had time to sit back after editing and I started writing the description for the show and the title and everything so I can upload it to the platforms and um I just stopped and thought for a minute I was like you know what I feel like I did not do this episode enough justice because of the state that, of emotion that I was in And I'll be honest, I cried, and you'll hear that later on in the episode. But um, talking about my dad, I um, I kind of lost it, and even though it's been six years, I I haven't cried like that about it in a long time. But I hope that you give that part of the episode a chance too, because that's my raw, authentic me, and. I feel like sharing that on the internet as it is, is really scary. And so just go into it with an open mind. But before we get to that, I actually want to break down some of these things. So I was doing my research on men's mental health because I went to an all-girls treatment center. I really didn't see what boys struggled with in terms of mental illness and I had a couple of friends in high school who struggled obviously we will never say names but I just know that they they dealt with stuff differently and I didn't I didn't probably know so I just want to break down some of these facts that are like I'm sure some of them are known because of social media but I just wanted to actually talk about the facts So during my research, I learned, and a lot of you may have already known, that men are three times more likely to commit suicide than women, and that's a very crazy statistic to me. It makes sense because of the way that society has brought men up and the expectations that have been put on men since feels like the beginning of time, really, but um, not all suicides for men are linked to depression. And I feel like that's a mis- common misunderstanding because people deal with life events, relationship separation, like a divorce, or you'd been with someone a really long time and it just didn't end up working out. Or you're struggling financially, you know, maybe work is tough and you're trying to just pay your bills check to check, but that doesn't even feel like enough. Maybe you're struggling with relationship conflict between you and a woman or another man or someone who's non-binary. I don't know, I don't wanna judge your situation. But you're having relationship conflict or you might be unemployed and it's hard to live right now. Maybe you have family problems or legal issues that you're trying to deal with. Maybe you're struggling socially and you feel like you don't really have anybody and you're just really alone right now. Maybe you're having a hard time making friends. And that's all very real life. And all of those things are really, really hard. I mean, honestly, relationship separation sucks. I just went through it recently and it hurts. It really does, especially when you love someone. Or maybe even if it was someone that you had just recently met and you know you felt something for them that you hadn't felt for someone else. That's very real too. Maybe you're struggling financially, like I said, struggling to pay your bills. Maybe you have a kid that you're struggling to take care of. These are all very real life events and they're very stressful and I feel like society puts pressure on people to just oh it's okay it'll figure itself out I'll be fine I can deal with it but that shit's genuinely stressful and I feel like people sometimes forget that especially with where our country is at right now and the things that we're all dealing with collectively it's a lot and again with my research that they said boys are more likely to act out And I agree, but I disagree because I feel like a lot of the time, emotionally, men go inside and they don't talk to people because of the way that society has brought men up. And so I personally feel like all of the men that I know in my life, even as friends, like they go inward. I only have a couple of friends of mine that reach out to me once in a while. that are actually open about it. And um, I feel like, as you'll hear later in this story... My dad did act out in terms of like anger and stuff like that. And maybe you're just reacting and you don't know why you're reacting out of anger or out of frustration or whatever. And we'll get to that later in the episode too, if you have an open mind about it. But you know, you guys shouldn't have to man up because I guess we'll get into it now. So the thing with anger is normally there's sadness and fear underneath it. And it's a lot easier to experience that anger than the sadness and the fear. And so thus, you act out of anger. Maybe you yell at someone. Maybe you throw something. Maybe you punch something. Hopefully you don't punch anybody, but you know, that's a possibility too. Maybe you flip a table. I don't know. But you act out of anger because the fear or the sadness or the hurt or the confusion is a lot and you don't know how to necessarily express that and feel like that you're going to be heard because society tells men to man up you'll figure it out you'll be fine you know like I feel like a lot of men are taught not to ask for help and so it's also a fact that girls are two times more likely to get formal help and that I would absolutely agree with I have been in therapy since I was 12 years old. So it's been like seven years now. And two of those years were pretty, pretty intense therapy. But um, since most men or significantly less men go to treatment or therapy than women is they cope in different ways. And a lot of men, I feel like eat right or try to stay really busy with work or projects or they go to the gym a lot. I feel like a lot of men also are really funny, but I feel like it's also because they're dealing with stuff and they're switching that into humor. And that may sound like you because that was my father. He was very much so that way in terms of when he was struggling with something, he didn't want anybody to know. So he would always act like everything was good, everything was fine, laugh it off. But that can be harmful within itself too. Some men try to help other people to feel better about them struggling and I get that because I'm that type of person and sometimes you just want to spend time with your pets maybe you just want to spend time outside reading a book I don't know and that's okay too however on the flip side it's also known that men are two times more likely to use drugs than women and that's also a very scary statistic for me but that also makes sense in terms of how the suicide rate looks because as a previous addict myself I know what it's like to be suicidal, and on drugs, and drinking, and it's hard. You feel like your entire world is falling apart. It's chaos. You can't get control of your mind. Maybe you're constantly tired, sleeping, angry, not eating enough. And that's the other thing too, is a lot of men develop eating disorders as well. And that's not talked about enough either. It's not just women who struggle with eating disorders and i think that's a very ignorant thing that we haven't addressed that sooner because i've done a body image type episode yes it was more so directed towards women on thanksgiving i will admit however men get eating disorders too and maybe you're not eating enough maybe you're eating too much because food is a way to cope not eating food is a way to cope and so that's a very real possibility as well and one-fourth of people who get eating disorders with anorexia or bulimia are men, and no, I mean, maybe that statistic isn't as high if we're looking at it statistically, but at the same time, whoa, there's more women on this planet than men, and you're saying a fourth of these men out here have eating disorders of some sort? Of, sorry, to be specific, they have an eating disorder that makes them skinny. But let's talk about the flip side. Do we even know the statistic of men who struggle with eating disorders and eat too much because they're coping with food? And there's nothing wrong with that because we all cope in our own ways, but you know, it does get to a point where it can be unhealthy. And that's where you have to like look at all these things. And I know that's very overwhelming, especially when society has told you not to feel and not to talk about it and to not express it. But it's like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. I feel like you guys are probably drowning in your heads. Holy cow, because I've been there and I was drowning. So I don't know how you guys are staying afloat. But oh wait, 75% of suicides are male. Wow. And something else that I learned today is dads get postnatal depression too. You know how you've probably heard that moms can get the baby blues or postpartum depression? Whoa, yeah, I'm sure you guys could get that too because you're not sleeping as much, you're stressed because your wife is probably stressed, or the woman you just had a baby with is stressed, or I don't want to assume gender is they, them, you know, whatever you identify, just had a baby. And I'm sure that's stressful because kids in general are stressful. And so I feel like it was ignorant of me to even think like that wasn't a possibility or I didn't even know about it or I wasn't educated about it. And, you know, that's why I'm grateful I do the things that I get to do and like do this podcast is because I learned something new today. And I hope that other people learn something new today. But I do want to claim that I am not a man. Obviously, I'm a woman. And I can't understand the societal pressure because I haven't necessarily had to deal with it. I have always been in therapy for literally as long as I can remember, like 12 to 19. That's a a long period of time. But I... I am working to bring men onto my podcast and share their personal experiences with mental health and how they've grown and how their experiences have changed them into the person that they are and if they struggled with drug use or eating disorders of any kind, you know? And I understand, again, with the societal pressure, it can be really scary to talk about it and put your life out there, especially because I pretty much put my entire life on the internet and that's kind of scary in a lot of ways. But, you know, I don't want to change it for the world because you never know who you could help or who you're going to inspire because you don't know who could be sitting in your shoes, in your previous shoes, who's like, okay, yeah, I've been there before, you know? And that's why I do what I do, not to make it about me, but it's just because I know that other people are dealing with the same things that I've dealt with. And if I can be a teacher and if I can be a leader and show you, like, These things are possible for change. You guys don't have to be alone. And I know that it's really scary. And I'm sure that it's terrifying to even think about talking about it sometimes. But we're all human beings. And I think society has made us forget that. Because women struggle just as much as men. Men struggle just as much as women. But men just don't have the space to talk about it. Have the understanding to talk about it. And so I want to give you guys some coping skills for suicidal thoughts um, or even self-harm if you're struggling with that too, because I know this can a lot of times go hand in hand. So if it's available to you, it's called TIP. It's um, a DBT skill. And if you want to look into DBT skills, there's a lot of great resources online. If anybody from my RTC is listening, I'm sorry, I don't remember a lot of the DBT skills, my fault. But um, I do remember this one. Tip. Temperature for tea. So if you can get in a cold shower and then slowly turn it to hot and then back to cold. Try to sit under, you know, the cold as long as possible because it's going to shock your body, you know. You're going to try to do things. These coping skills are going to try to get this physical energy and this physical experience that you're having out of your body in a way that's not going to harm you. If it's available to you, get in a cold shower. Sit under that cold water as long as possible. Put your head and your face under it. There is a nerve that runs through your face that if it gets cold enough, you're going to struggle to breathe. And it's just going to shock you to the point where you're able to calm down and then turn it hot. As warm as you can handle, please don't burn yourself because I know that's also very easy to do when you're in a heightened state. And then turn it back to cold and repeat as long as you need to. You can even do this at work if you're stressed or in public, but go into a public bathroom or whatever. Put your hands under really cold water. Turn it hot as you can handle without burning yourself. Turn it back to cold and just focus on the feeling. Okay, and then If you can even go for a run, tire yourself out. The whole thing I'm trying to get at is get your energy out. That is gonna be the best thing for you. And you know, this worked for me many a times. When I was in treatment in the winter time, you know, seasonal depression's a thing. And I know with these holidays coming up, it's a lot harder to deal with some of this stuff right now. I lived in Utah and we had a pool in our backyard. I would jump in the pool in the winter We would leave it open because it didn't really snow. And when you jump in, your full body gets cold and it shocks you. I couldn't breathe. I was freezing when I got out of the water, but I was immediately in a much different headspace. And I didn't have to harm myself. I didn't lose my life, you know, and that's just the biggest thing is you have to find a way around it. And I know that's easier said than done sometimes, especially when you feel like you're hopeless or nobody cares about you or you can't talk to anybody or you don't have anybody or you're worthless or you are just a piece of shit, I don't know. But you know what I'm trying to get at is like, you don't feel like you deserve to be here anymore and not being here anymore sounds way better than anything else, any other option. And I wanna tell you that you are so needed, you are so loved people need you here i need you here because every single person was put here to do something and the people who struggle the most who go through stuff like this are meant to be a teacher for somebody else are meant to show like themselves wow i can really get through that and you know life is going to test you life is going to try you you know you have to really go through the struggles to build character And since everybody is here for a reason, you don't know what this time of struggle and this time of trial is going to do for you. Look at Lil Wayne, for example. When he was 12, he shot himself, barely missed his heart. Look at him now. Look at him now. You have no idea what is on the other side of this. You could do absolutely anything that you put your mind to. And I know right now it may feel impossible. You may feel hopeless, but you can do this. I do want to still include the other part of the episode. You might hear some things repeated depending on how I can edit it because I'm going to go back in, like I said. But um, I want you guys to just keep an open mind because I did lose my father and that was really hard for me. So thanks for sticking through this part. And then now you're going to hear the original of what I filmed today. So thanks for sticking around. Part of the reason that I also wanted to do this episode was because if you've seen the Ellen DeGeneres show, there was a very bright man named Twitch on that show. And unfortunately, Twitch just committed suicide. And my heart really goes out to his wife and his two kids because I too lost my father to suicide when I was 13. And especially with the holidays coming up, I'm sure that the stress and the pressure of being quote unquote okay and pretending like everything is fine is a lot higher right now. And so I don't really want to share all of the details of how I lost my father. And I quite frankly think that's not something I should put on the internet with gruesome details because it's a lot. But um, I think we all know, with the research that's been done, men are three times more likely to commit than women. And that's a really sad thing to think about because I feel like in society, men are expected to man up or be okay all the time. And they're not really allowed to show their feelings, which I personally disagree with. And I know that a lot of other women do too. However, I don't feel like it's talked about enough and i know for my dad he was dealing with a lot of issues at his job him and my mom were fighting a lot i didn't necessarily have the best relationship with him towards the end but looking at it now as an adult myself i understand that he was only doing the best that he could and that he really didn't know how to do anything different and it's really heartbreaking sometimes because i miss my dad every single day i honestly wish that he never made the decision that he made Because that was the hardest thing I have ever had to go through. And it's just so heartbreaking because when my dad committed suicide, it wasn't too long after the holidays. And I know I've talked about seasonal depression and things being worse in the winter. And I think that's true for a lot of people, especially if you don't live in a state where it's sunny all the time. Because living in Colorado, it gets cold, it gets gray. A lot of people struggle with seasonal affective disorder in Colorado. And I'm sure that it's the same way for people who also live in the Midwest or even on the East Coast. Like I know New York can be really cold in the winter and very awful. And I'm sure that it's hard for a lot of people there, too. But it's just it's so heartbreaking because I just wish so badly that we could collectively all change this narrative for men. I was thinking about this in the shower the other day. And I'm going to talk about an episode about abandonment. But I was thinking about it in terms of men after I saw that Twitch passed. And I don't know his situation, and I don't want to assume his situation, but I thought about it with me in terms of how I only have a single mom now. I don't have a dad anymore, and I've grown up without a dad for the past six years. And I know that that caused a lot of issues for me. So to think about men who were abandoned by their fathers, for example... Or their mothers when we're born we were obviously created by a female and a male divine feminine and divine masculine and when one of those things are missing as a child it really messes with you children are supposed to grow up with two parents who are emotionally available and no that's not always obligated and that doesn't always happen because moms and dads are people too and they also go through their own stuff and they make mistakes and they fuck up sometimes and you know what like it's part of life and at the same time when you have children I feel like there's an obligation that you have to be there for them and so when somebody's not there it causes a void it causes a gap it causes a hole and sometimes people don't know how to cope or how to healthily fill that and you know like when I lost my dad I didn't know how to do that for a long time. Because I needed my dad, as anybody else does. I feel like fathers can teach you a lot, and so can mothers. But little girls need their dads. Little boys need their moms and their dads. And little girls need their moms, too. Because women, by nature, are more nurturing. And in society, men, by quote-unquote nature, are more providing. And I think that's true in terms of, like, they provide for the women, yes. But I think we've turned that narrative into providing means that you can't act like a woman, quote unquote, that you can't experience your emotions. You can't feel your pain. You can't talk to anybody about the stuff that you're going through because as a man, you're expected to man up because as a man, you're expected to provide no matter what state you're in. And I think that's very unrealistic and that that narrative needs to change immediately because men are three times more likely to commit suicide than women. 75% compared to the women, 25%. That's a big difference. After researching and putting the pieces together, the website that I found this on said, boys are more likely to act out. And I think that's very true after stepping back and seeing how my dad acted before he passed. When I was growing up, my dad was super cool. That was, he was a hilarious man. But, um, one day there was just something inside of him that changed. And I'm not really sure what that was. But, um, he just changed one day. Gosh, I didn't think I was gonna cry. And, um, I know that him and my mom were going through stuff. And that he was dealing with stuff of his own. But he just got really angry. And when people get angry, it's normally not just anger. There's a lot of sadness and there's a lot of fear Underneath the anger I really didn't think I was gonna cry, oh my gosh And, um, there was just this couple of times That he just lost it And I had never seen him get like that before And, um, there was this one night specifically that My mom and dad got into it And I don't even remember what it was about But, um... He just threw a glass bottle of hot sauce into our fridge and shattered a shelf and walked away like nothing happened. But looking at it now, that reaction of anger was coming from a place of trying to get help but not knowing how to express that. And it's really easy to cover our fears and our sadness with anger because anger is a much easier emotion to experience than talking about your sadness and your fear. And it's really sad to me because there were multiple times that um my mom and I tried to have him get help to go to therapy because my mom knew this wasn't the man that she fell in love with. And after my dad passed away, several years later, when my mom was out of town, I uh, I had a medium come to my house. And I don't know if you guys believe in spirits, believe in believe in ghosts or whatever but there was this one day that I watched my dad walk into my house and this was years after he passed and he looked the way that he would have looked after he passed away and I'm not going to get into details because nobody on the internet needs to hear that but I had a medium come and help him cross over and when she was talking to him he said that it was because of the stress he was going through at work and it didn't have to do with my mom, or me. But when you're dealing with external stressors like that, it's a lot easier to take it out on your family. And I have to remember that my dad wasn't perfect, and that no human is perfect ever. Oh my gosh, I literally didn't think I was gonna cry like this, but it hurts because it's not talked about enough. I'm tired of this narrative for men because women are two times more likely to get formal help and there's a lot of ways that men cope that are in place of traditional therapy I guess you could say like eating right trying to stay busy and distract themselves going to the gym avoiding with humor or using their humor to reframe their thoughts and make it easier or to put other people first and help other people to feel like they're still important in this world. And regardless of whether you're helping people or not, you're important. I don't want that to sound like just because you're not helping anybody it doesn't mean that you don't matter, because that's not the truth. Or they spend time with their pets, hang out with friends that are good for them. And then there's the flip side, which is the side my dad ended up on. And I have a lot of male friends, Who I know are suicidal. Because I've had one specifically come to me about it multiple times. And, um... He's heavily addicted to drugs. And my father drowned his problems in alcohol. He, uh... The night he passed away, him and my mom got into a fight. And he drove up to the liquor store that's right up the street from my house. He bought a whole handle of vodka. And a whole handle of Fireball. The next morning... After my mom found his body, and the cops had taken his body, we realized he drank almost an entire handle of alcohol. So he would have either died from alcohol poisoning, or he would have died from suicide. And um, clearly he wasn't thinking rationally as it was. And I can't blame him for the choice that he made. But that doesn't affect how much it hurt. It really doesn't. And um, as a woman, I still can't specifically touch... On what it's like to be a man struggling with mental health. And I will never claim to know what that's like. As a woman who struggles with mental health, I have an idea, but I don't have the societal pressure to not talk about it, to not deal with it, to not go to therapy. But there's nothing wrong in talking about your struggles, there's nothing wrong in expressing the things that you're going through, there's nothing wrong in finding help or going to therapy. Or talking to your friends about it. Because it's a very real thing. And I'm tired of this narrative that society has created for a lot of men. And it needs to change. And I think, especially during this holiday season, I know for a lot of men, that it can be really hard. Especially being around family and friends. And struggling with things of your own. But I want you to understand, you're not the only person who's struggling you're not the only male who's dealt with this before because nothing is new under the sun there have been men before you who have struggled with the same thing who have felt the same thing and you're not alone so let's change this narrative to my male friends colleagues co-workers i want you to understand that my door is always open for you you don't have to deal with this alone And to even men who are listening, who have never met before, who I've never interacted with, my DMs, my door is always open because you never, ever have to go through that alone. You are so important and extinguishing your light too soon is going to put that hurt on other people. So if you are struggling to open up or you feel like There's no other option. Please know that it does get easier. There are people who are willing to talk to you, to hear you out, to cry with you, to just listen, to understand. But you don't have to do it alone. And believe it or not, people need you. Even if you believe that they don't or that they would be better off without you. People genuinely need you. And so I hope you know As I said, whether I know you or not, my door is always open for you and I will do my best to respond in a very timely manner, but you don't have to deal with it alone. You don't ever have to feel like that again. And if you do feel like that again, you don't have to go through it by yourself. I know formal help can be expensive and and, and inaccessible for some people. And if that's the case, I've had a lot of male friends of mine tell me that a good way for them to just get their feelings out is by journaling, by writing. And that's helped me a lot too, is because even when you feel like nobody's there, nobody can listen. Put it on paper. Don't internalize it. Don't hold on to it. Put it on paper and let it go. Let it be what it is. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to come back up again. So if you have to write about it again, that's okay. If you have to write about it 10, 15... A 100, a 1, thousand, times, it's better than taking your own life. Because we genuinely need you. We genuinely need you. I know that this episode was really heavy, and I wasn't expecting to cry like that. But it's just another reminder for not only me, that it's okay to cry about things that you thought you healed from. Because even after six years of not having a father, it still hurts sometimes. And I think, too, that shows that by you making the choice to leave too soon will affect other people in ways that you won't even imagine. And to my women, stop telling men to man up. Stop telling them to get over it or that they're overreacting. And to other men who are ignorant, stop telling your fellow brothers to man up. Stop telling them to stop being a pussy. They are also allowed to hurt. They're allowed to experience heartbreak and feel the pain they're allowed to cry over their financial struggles over their relationship issues don't expect men to be okay all the time because they're not we need to make this world a safer place for men to experience their emotions and if you're in a relationship with a man as a woman or a man as a man be there for them without judgment put yourself in their shoes and use your imagination if you don't understand of what it would be like to be in their shoes how would you feel if you were them or imagine how you would feel if you were them so I highly encourage everybody to share this episode whether it resonated with you or not social media Instagram snapchat because these men out here need to know that they're not alone I'm tired of this narrative that society has created and it needs to change thank you to everybody who made it this far if you're struggling, I want to remind you, the suicide hotline has changed. If you or anyone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, self-harm, suicidal ideation, 988 is the suicide hotline. Don't be afraid to call, please know how much you were worth and how much you were valued. Thank you guys for being here today, for showing up for yourselves and understanding that you too don't have to do this alone that you are allowed to feel your emotions whether society believes it or not. Because there's a handful of us out here who wanna see a difference, who want you guys to feel safe coming to us, who want you to know that getting help is not embarrassing, that you too deserve to be heard and understood. I genuinely love you guys from the bottom of my heart. And as I said, if you ever need anybody my door is open thank you guys for being here please share this episode leave a rating leave a review so more men can find this i love you very very much have a good rest of your day bye guys